Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, Chris Kerber standing by on the celebrity line. And we're going to start with this because I asked Brooke during the break, I said, what's your next concert? And she said, well, maybe Shania Twain, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater during the summer. So, uh, Kerry and, and Kerbs, I'll, I'll say it. I'm all in on going on going to a Shania Twain concert. Mm. CD? Uh, nah, I'm okay. Okay. Good. Uh, why not? I, I don't know any Shania Twain songs. Oh maybe my I God. Hear feel like a woman. Okay, I do know that one. Okay, there. But I don't know any other I can't other sing, so I won't. I just tried to. Uh, Chris Kerber is with us. Kerb, is he all in or not? Hey, she's an entertainer. I'll go to any show. Yeah, she's, There you go. Yeah, you got the right idea. Janet Jackson is yeah. coming here April 30th. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, oh, is she really? Yeah, that one's... Yeah, that, was, that, one's, that one ought to be good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would yeah. think that you're, you're probably all in on that, oh, too. Janet Jackson, yes, sir. What, yeah. what kind of music do you like, Kerb? Are you, are you heavy metal? I feel like you're heavy metal. Oh man, I've got it. I've got everything. Like I, I literally, I have everything from like Metallica to Neil Diamond to the Canadian Tenors to ACDC to I mean, I, I literally have just about every genre represented in uh, in my phone. I could see you listening to some jazz as well, Curbs. Oh yeah, like I, yeah, I yeah. maybe smoking a cigar, having a nice drink, listening to some jazz, just just really chilling out. Well, listen, sometimes when you just hit shuffle, like when you're driving down the car, or you got it on here in the house, and the, the looks I'll get from my wife when, like, <laughs> it, it'll go from, like, it'll go from Harry Connick Jr. to ACDC to the Zac Brown Band, <laughs> to, like, and it's just, it's, it's kind of all over the place. But you got you to gotta have, you got to have different stuff. They, like, I mean, if the mood is right, jazz is perfect, right? Yes. Uh, some Neil Diamond on a, on a summer afternoon when the beer sounds good. Sometimes it's uh, when Gracie and I drive down to the hockey games. You know, she we we kind of have a thing now where we definitely have to have ACDC playing on a drive down to the hockey game. So uh, we got I, I got it all. I my the first the first concert I ever went to was uh, was actually the Monkees at Six Flags, and then uh, it was so, the Monkees. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll go, I'll go see anything. Oh, listen, okay, the good. monkeys are fan. Listen, the monkeys are fantastic. Didn't the guy they die? Still good. Well, well, most of the band has died. Yeah, but, so, but otherwise but, they're fantastic. I mean, well, listen, yeah, people, well, people still listen to Frank Sinatra. He's been dead a bit. Yeah, that's a good that, point. That is, <laughs> but they, they they don't go to Frank Sinatra concerts though. <laughs> no, but they do go to Frank Sinatra cover bands. But although I do believe. I don't think Mike Nesmith, I think Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan, which were two, so Davy Jones died and Peter Tork died um, from from the Monkees. I think Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan are still alive. Mike stopped touring with them a long time ago when they were touring, but Mickey Dolan still does some stuff around where they play some old Monkees tunes when he's on stage. Nice. Well, I guess we'll get into some blues talk here, Curbs. So I wanted to get what your thoughts. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on how uh, Saturday went. The comments that came out. I was saying earlier, it kind of felt like a therapy session. They kind of confirmed a lot of things that I think fans and media and everybody was kind of feeling. And Braden Shin had 
I felt like some of the more interesting comments where he said he felt like they were disconnected from the start of the season. What were your takeaways? Uh, so I um, I gave a speech last night to, to, at the Parkway West uh, Hockey Banquet. They celebrated their season and um, and and I used, I actually opened that speech up with that quote from Braden Shen because we focused on that speech about teammates and teamwork and and how that's so critical to, to be successful. And I and I thought Braden Shen's quote of that we from the get go we never came together as a team may be the single best and most telling quote to summarize this season. You know all the different questions we we get asked at doing these hits and all these different things. What about the power play, the defense, all this other stuff. The, the team never felt connected as a unit of five up and down the ice. And I, I reflected in preparing for, for the speech last night, I reflected on the cup season of 19. And at some point, you know, we'll reflect on that for a long time until another one is met one, obviously, but uh, it, it was that, that team just had a different feeling and a different vibe. And, and I thought that that feeling was still there in 1920 uh, maybe a tad in, in the in the 2021 season, but I felt it's kind of left ever since. And um, and I think that that to me is going to be that 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 is problem number one and area to fix for the St. Louis Blues, no matter who's on this roster going into next year. Curves, there was uh, some some comments by Doug Armstrong in, in terms of the practice and his thoughts of how practice went leading into the games. Can you uh, rock play that for us? Well, it's going to start in training camp. Uh, I think we have to have a, a highly competitive camp. I think there has to be a standard uh, that we set in camp. I th- also think it's our practice habits. There was too many practices where where we would not shoot enough. We would miss the net in our, in our shot attempts. We would overpass it. So we, we've talked about leadership. We've talked about practice. Does this just boil down to guys buying in and, and the leaders of the team, I don't want to say forcing guys to do their job, but really holding guys to accountable to do their job so that they have great practices and therefore they can have great games? Yeah, and I think, I think what Doug Armstrong is saying that, I, I think he's, he's, he's talking to the coaches uh, in terms of uh, how practices are run and uh, the expectation there. And I think then obviously he's talking to the players. It's, it's again, it's another step off of what Braden Shen and Justin Falk said, and I think it's a terrific comment. And he's he's not wrong. You'd you'd watch the power play getting worked on in practice, and you'll see a seam pass that Robert Thomas is trying to connect on, and, and you know you got to practice it to make it go right. Well, that play just never seemed to transpire this season. And when you see when you see exactly what you're practicing happen exactly that same way in the game. I I think it speaks to what Doug Armstrong is talking about. So too many shots missing the net, not bearing down. Um, Whether it be just not coming focused enough to to really work hard and improve, I think think all that is a fair assessment from this past season where – and trying to understand the why is is one where you really get into the mind of it in the psyche of an athlete – you know, I think the snowball the season really started to snowball the wrong way, and I talked to Tori Krug about this. It's very it was very hard to get a hold of it again, um, and at times impossible it felt. But uh, yeah, it, I, I think it's a great comment by Doug Armstrong talking about the practice and, and the habits because when you hear other players and, and Army talking about uh, professionalism, you know, showing up to work, that kind of stuff. Um, it's very clear what their directive is to prepare for this summer. 
Hey, Curbs, one last thing before we let you go. We get a text from the 314. Got a question for Kerber. What's his go-to golf course for the summer? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's a good All right. So, well, I, I play up at Glen Echo. I love that course. Fantastic. Um, the, the, the oldest course west of the Mississippi and the home of the 1904 Olympics, right? Yep. So uh, that's one. I have always, always been impartial to Forest Park. I, I, I started playing there. I love the course. Uh, I, 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 even when they redid it, I do miss the 670-yard skinker hole and bouncing <laughs> it off the front of a Toyota coming down the street. But, uh, uh, but, but that, that one's uh, – that one's uh, that one's another go-to uh, one for me. Uh, the nine-hole Baldwin course right here near the house is a uh, is another good one. So those are I think those those are three for me. There you go. There's a broadcaster that's yeah. not broadcasting into the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Curbs. Love you, brother. Uh, yeah, you know what? Stretching in April is very different than stretching in May and June. <laughs> you got that right. You got that right. Hey, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you. Uh, all right. Have an awesome week, you three. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues on 101 ESPN.